You're listening to the God Stories Radio Podcast with Fritz Cantina, bringing hope, comfort, and encouragement through the power of the Christian testimony. Listen live on the Mixler app and follow us on your favorite platform, including iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Radio.com. Stay connected with us on Facebook and Twitter at God Stories Radio. You're listening to the God Stories Radio Podcast. Listen to us live on the Mixler app. Also, be sure to follow us on iHeartRadio and you will never miss an episode. Hey, welcome everybody to this edition of God Stories Radio. This is session 306 and I'm your host, Fritz. And I'm joined here tonight by my good friend and my good brother, Mr. John Durham. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Fritz, thanks for having me, brother. You got it, brother. John is the former host of the Battle Podcast and is the new host of War. Are We Ready Podcast will be released in uh, 2023. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And uh quick shout out to my co-host, Mr. Ray Ray, all day. All day. I see Robert Herman and Jazzy. Welcome. Tina had to work tonight, and uh, John was uh, gracious enough to come out and talk about kind of uh, a sensitive subject. Yeah, I thought that when you and I spoke earlier, you know, the week we had talked about me coming out and hanging out with you, I thought, what better thing to talk about than the holidays, right? I mean, tis the season to be jolly. fa ra 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 Well, they say it's the most wonderful time of the year. I know at my house... I'm living in the midst of a Christmas tree forest over there. My my wife uh, has a little bit of a Christmas tree addiction. She's got 33 Christmas trees. And so, believe him, <laughs> every one of them exists. Um, <laughs> there's an old song that said the front walk looks like runway lights. No, that's my <laughs> living room. <laughs> I've got a white Christmas tree in my bedroom, and I've been tanning at night while I'm sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> So it's been uh, it's been eventful getting ready for the holidays. She might, you know, it's funny, Fritz. I was telling some friends of mine the other day. I said, you know, most women are into you know shoes and jewelry and makeup and clothes. It's my wife, she's all about flip flops and Christmas trees. Yeah, and you got to love her for it. Yeah, and she's uh, handy with power tools. Oh, oh, handy candy. There you go. Yeah. In fact, the uh, the desks that we sit on here in the studio were handcrafted by uh, or with. Candy's power tools. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That I'm only allowed to use in a, a limited... Uh, under supervision. Uh, yes, with supervision, yes. Yeah. She, she calls my fingers sausages, so I'm not... <laughs> said, keep your sausage fingers off my tools. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing I'm not sensitive, right? No, man, your feelings would be hurt. Yeah, if I had you some, had right? some. <laughs> oh, oh. You know, tonight we're going we're gonna to talk about a topic that's centered around the holidays. You know, a lot of people have... We all have struggles, 365, but it seems like the holidays bring out the uh, best, worst of those struggles, I should say, you know, such as, you know, depression, anxiety, um, drugs, alcohol, sex. Yeah, it's, it's uh, and I was looking up a few statistics this week, just trying to get my head wrapped around it. Uh, it's some of the, some of the numbers that are out there during this time of the year are pretty alarming. To be honest with you. Wow. Have you got a few of them over there? Gonna... Yeah, I was going to go over a few tonight as we, we go through this topic because, you know, I think, you know, when I was thinking about this, I was thinking, you know, it is the most wonderful time of the year, right? For for us as Christians, you know, Christmas, it's the birth of Jesus Absolutely. Christ. You know, it's, it's it's a great time and it's a, 
you know, it should be a fun and a loving, loving time. But I think sometimes we just forget that there are people out there that are really hurting during this time of the year. And it's not for them the most wonderful time of the year. You know, no, and it's keeping Christ centered in their life. That's the struggle. Well, yeah, I think because we lose sight of what really is the true reason for the season, right? I mean, right. why do we, what are we supposed to be celebrating? What is this really supposed to be about? And unfortunately, you know, Fritz, we talk about all the time, you know, we live in a very consumer driven society in America. And, you know, it's what was once centered around family and faith has now become about, you know, materialism and, and, and money and spending. And, and, and with that comes a great deal of pressure. Yeah, Black Friday comes sooner and sooner and sooner, and then you got the Cyber Monday, and then the, the whatever else they want to call it. What's it like Gray Thursday now or something oh, like that? Oh, geez, uh, yeah, it, they got something on two for Tuesday and <laughs> Toaster Tuesday. You know, you yeah, know, it's crazy. <laughs> it's, it's crazy, but the 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 crazier thing is, is that as a culture, we just dive right into it, man. I we, really do. And I'm guilty. Uh, guilty is charged. You know, I've I've done my time down there at Walmart at twelve oh one or one in the morning. You know, down there digging through the boxes before they put them out. Oh yeah, well, it's insane. You you brought up a few things like depression and anxiety, drug use, alcohol. Uh, you know, financial stress. It, you know, one of the statistics that I was reading this week said that one in five Americans will deal with this issue during the holidays. One in five. One in five Americans is going to go through Holy one smokes. of these situations through the holidays. Mm. And, you know, as you start peeling back the onion and start looking at some of these other, you know, misnomers and stuff that we don't think about, like, for instance, I was pretty shocked. What would you think is the number one drinking day of the year? The number one drinking day. I would probably venture a guess that it would be probably Thanksgiving. It's Wednesday night before Thanksgiving. Oh, before. Before Thanksgiving. Oh, wow. More people go out and consume alcohol on Wednesday night before Thanksgiving than any other time in the year. I would have thought it was New Year's, you know, I mean, because most people go centered around partying, right? Well, I, mean, I started to say Memorial Day weekend, you know, everybody's yeah. out on the boats <laughs> yeah. and everything and it, on the lake yeah. and twenty nine percent more alcohol consumption during the during the holidays. Twenty nine percent. Yes. Wow. And these are some staggering. What are they? You know, we talk about it in our faith. You know, I mean, these are all just medicators. You know, these are the things that we medicate. Whatever the whatever the the bigger problem is, or whatever the actual issue is, these are just medicators. And really, that's what how sin manifests in our life. It's just it's just a medicator. You know, it's a physical manifestation or mental manifestation of inner pain or struggle or suffering or whatever it may be that we're going through at that time, you know. Do you think it's more prominent in men than it is in women? Because I know men struggle yeah, significant, naturally. Significantly higher in men. I'm, I, you know, because, I mean, you think about it, one of the number one issues that during the holidays is financial. Uh, and, yeah. you know, in, in, in the man, the man, and this is no disrespect to ladies because ladies, you know, we love ladies. I love my wife and all, but the man is, is, is looked at as the breadwinner or the, the, the provider. And so when you start looking at these holidays and it comes with a financial cost, if they're not able to meet that need or that desire, it causes a great deal of stress, a disappointment and frustration. And then mm -hmm. what do they do? They medicate it with other things. Wow. You know, um, 
One of the other things that you were talking about is is, is drug use. Drug use is up 22% higher on the holidays than it is any other time of the year. Mm. So, I mean, these are, just, these are just some real statistics that are out there. It's kind of like Black Friday for the dealers. Well, and, and I think, yeah, well, but the, the, I think the issue is, and even with believers, even us as Christians, we lose sight of what it really is supposed to be about. And you take a step back. I mean, we're, we're coming up on Christmas, but, you know, let's talk about Thanksgiving for a second here. I yeah. Mean, what is Thanksgiving supposed to be about? It's supposed to be a time of gratitude, thankfulness, and gratefulness and contentment for the life that you have and the things and the people that are around you. You know, back when we were kids coming up, it was about family. You know, most people today don't even meet or sit down and eat with their families. No, most families are so broken. Yeah, and then when they do get together, you bring in a lot of baggage back into an, a cl very close <laughs> environment, and then what happens? Chaos ensues, right? So, you know, that's why you see all these, and, you know, we live in the world of technology, you know, TikToks and, you know, videos and, sure. and social media, and, you know, people think it's funny to exploit the fact that there's dysfunction in families, so they have a feast on it, you know? Yeah, and you don't even want to you don't even want to bring politics into the equation. You know, how many times have you sat at a table where you've got left and right at both ends, you know, and it's... Well, there, we're in a time right now in our country where there's a lot of tension, you know, and, and there's yeah. a lot of dividers that are going on within families, and there's some struggles going on out there, you know. There's some struggles for people to sit down and even have conversation. Matter of fact, most people are trying to steer away from conversation these days because it ends up in a confrontation rather right. than, you know... It just, uh, I heard uh, those very words out of my pastor's mouth, you know, yeah. tries to stay clear of it. And, you know, you think about the home, right? The home is supposed to be a safe place. Uh, yeah. You know, you're supposed to be able to go in your home to be able to relax, unwind and be who and what you are in a safe place around people that love you and accept you for who and what you are. And unfortunately we're living in a climate and a culture today where that's not happening. And so it's causing a lot of stress added stress, especially during a time that's already heightened with stress that's going on out there, you know? Well, John, I want to say hello to a few people that are online with us. Uh, Mr. Robert Herman, good to uh, good to see you on. And Jazzy, good to see you. Uh, Ray Ray all day is with us. And uh, Sneakerhead, and I know who that is. That is my son from Ohio, Ian. All right, man. What's up, Ian? Ian, uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for tuning in with us. And if you dialed in late, we are talking about some uh, holiday struggles. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it, it's, it's, it's supposed to be the most wonderful time of the year. But we, again, going back to what we were saying earlier, if we lose sight of what we're really supposed to be fixated on, and that's like we said with Thanksgiving, you know, being grateful and thankful and content and where we're at. And I think that the problem is if you don't have a God-centered life, you have a real issue with being thankful and grateful. Mm. Because... You know, you have a, a lost sense of where did this really come from? Yeah. You know, who does it come from? You know, when we, we have a tendency of, of, of taking for granted the people that are around us on a regular basis. Mm, and wow, you know, we, we, don't, we don't take the time out to step back and say, hey, I'm grateful for these people around this table. I'm thankful for the fact that they're in my life. Either that or it's the opposite extreme where we use them as a pincushion. And then you have, you know, the, but what makes it even worse is when you have people that are at that time of the year where they've lost people in their life. You know, we don't appreciate them when they're here. And then when they're gone, 
you know, then there's then there, there comes a great deal of regret and remorse. And so one of the things that I would just want to say to anybody that's listening is if you've got any kind of, you know, grudges or you're, you've got some, some things that you're really dealing with, with lack of forgiveness, or you're really struggling with somebody in your life, you know, now's the time to make amends, you know, you know, practice forgiveness. God calls us to forgive. And in the word it says, you know, he wants us to forgive others or he's not going to forgive us. Now, I'm not putting that plainly. I'm not paraphrasing that, but that's what it says in the Word. So we've got to learn to forgive. You know, Man, that unforgiveness will eat you alive from the inside out. Well, they're saying that uh, when I was doing these statistics, that 11 to 14 million Americans this year or every year will experience their first holiday without a loved one. Well, uh, I are one. Yeah. And uh, Ian can attest to this. You know, he lost his sister and... I lost a daughter this year, and it's tough. Thanksgiving was tough. Mom, uh, you know, Tina had to work, so it was really, really tough. And I'll tell you, if I didn't have a Christ-centered life, it, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I would have I turned to one of those medicators to well, shut it off. Sure. You know, and you make a very good point. If, you know, if you don't have that foundation in your life, I mean, for us as believers, we have the blessing of knowing and being able to be thankful and grateful of knowing where they're at. Right. And who they're with, you know. Um, you know, I, I know I lost one of my very close friends in this last year, and this was one of the first years that, you know, Thanksgiving time that he wasn't here. And, you know, mm. I had to make a decision, you know, am I going to dwell on the fact that he's not here or am I going to be able to allow myself to be grateful for the time we had together and to be grateful for knowing where and who he's with? You know, I mean, and I'm sure you can attest to that with your but you daughter. you got to convince yourself of that oh, too. You, oh. I'm telling you, that's, I can't tell you the amount of times I've got a little green lawn chair out here. I just come out and scream at the grass. Sure. He hears me. Yeah, I'm sure. And you know what? God can, and I'm glad that you brought that up, Fritz, because it's important for people to understand. God's a big boy. He can handle it. You know, I mean, we're going to experience pain and we're going to experience suffering in our lives and we're going to experience loss. And, you know, it's okay to be upset and it's okay to be angry at times and it's okay to ask questions why and it's okay to, you know, to, to get emotional and, and, and to experience all those things, but we just can't lose sight of the fact that he's still there. He's still at the center of it all. And he, he can handle it. And I think, too, when you come to the realization or, I guess, of an understanding of what your trigger is, I think you can you can catch it early. Well, you know, the enemy is really good at the woulda, coulda, shoulda. Oh, my gosh, preacher. You know, and what happens a lot of times is instead of us fixating on the good times, we find ourselves dancing through the, the lane of the bad times, you know? Mm -hmm. We find ourselves marinating in the disappointments or the arguments or the disagreements or, or, or maybe the, the not understanding or, or the distance and, and things that happen in lives and relationships. And, and, you know, we need to practice on a regular basis to be able to live in the good and not dwell in the bad. You know? Amen to that. Because... It's real easy to get caught up in, well, I should have said this and I could have done this and why didn't I do this? But you know what? Sometimes we got to take a step back and go, I was able to do this and I was able to say this and I was able to share this and we were able to do this together. And, you know, it's, 
it's 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 a change of it's a, like you like you said it's easier said than done but it's it's a it's work to change your mindset yeah it is it's a mental switch though and you can feel it when it happens you really can yes but it's a decision a conscious decision that we have to make and especially during a time that's heightened like the holidays you know because you know we were talking earlier you know moving into the christmas aspect cuz christmas is right around the corner right yeah I mean, the immense amount of pressure that's on families, mothers and fathers. And then, you know, when you think about the fact of a child, we live in a culture where they're, you know, we use this, this tool, this weapon called Santa Claus, right? Right. Santa's watching you. You better be good. You better not pout. You better not cry. I'm telling you why, you know, Santa Claus, you know, he knows if you've been bad or good, so be good for goodness sake. <laughs> My right? dad's like, I give you a reason to cry. Right. But but the, the 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 boy or the girl that's hearing that, and if things don't work out on that day, right? What does that tell them? That they weren't good. Yeah, that they weren't good. Yeah, and, you know. And, and the reality of it is, is that's not always the case. It's not about the fact that they <sighs> not were not at all whether they were good or bad. Is whether we could or we couldn't. You know. And there's an immense amount of you know, Fritz. It's funny. It's not funny. You know, I I look at things a little bit from a different perspective because I grew up with a mother raising five kids on welfare and a housing project. You know, yeah. And if it wasn't for Christmas for kids or Toys for Tots, you know, or Angel Tree or, or organizations like that, we weren't having Christmas. And you know, it's funny because you hear all these stories that people, these horror stories or these these situations that people go, ah, oh, that stuff doesn't happen, but. It was not uncommon for us to be in my house and there not be presents under the tree. Or there was presents under the tree, but my mom was so depressed she didn't wrap them. Or we had a tree, but we didn't have any decorations on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, I mean, there was, you know, and I saw this depression and this anxiety that was, you know, built up on my mom that wasn't able to provide during that time the things that she wanted to. And because oh, it of that, it wrecks you as a parent. Destroys you. Yeah. Because you've got these 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 little these children that are looking at you with with this fantastical, magical, mystical expectation of what what's going to happen on this day. You know, this am I getting the big red bike? Am I getting the big wheel? Am I getting you know the basketball? Whatever it may be, right? And I can remember as a kid looking underneath, underneath my bed because I could have swore I had Santa Claus came and stuck what I wanted under my bed and it, it wasn't there. You know? no. And then I looked under the tree, it wasn't there either, you know? Because you wasn't good. Yeah, because yeah, I wasn't good, right? But, <laughs> but you know, I could see on the, on the face of a single parent that, you know, there was no bonuses to be made. There was no overtime to be done. There was no extra money. You were getting what you were getting all year round. So... Without those organizations, we weren't having Christmas. Wow. You know? There was a Christmas or two where where we were the the, the recipient from uh, some of those fine organizations. They really, really are. Well, you know, the, you know going back this, to the statistics, 25% of Americans say that they experienced depression during this time of the year. I'm surprised it's not higher. Well, that's 20, I should say, restate that. That's 25% higher than usual. Oh, 25% higher. Yes. Okay, all right. So these are all, these, all these percentages are They're higher than the Titan from, gotcha. the, from the, you know, 62% say that they're moderately anxious. They're just anxious all the time because the, the pressures that are there, you know, the expectations. And quite honestly, this, the culture that we live in puts a lot of unrealistic and unfair expectations on families. 
Well, sure. And I yeah. think we do it to ourselves with technology. Hey, you know what they say? Every kiss begins with K. <laughs> if you want to show you love her, buy her a diamond. Well, there you go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He went to Jared. I picked you up a surprise. It's just a Ford pickup truck. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm watching this video the other day, this this commercial, and the guy whistles and the dog comes prancing through the snow. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I got you something, too. And here comes this big old Ford F-150. And I'm like, yeah. And how many families are experiencing that right yeah, now? Yeah, there's a <laughs> 1%. I'm going to try that on candy when I go this year. I'm going to say, hey, I didn't see no Ford F-150. I guess you just don't love me enough anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, that ain't gonna go. Let me know how that plays out, kid. So that you know, here's a couple of other ones that I was looked at. It said that 84 percent of Americans say they were moderately or overwhelmingly stressed due to the holiday. Wow, that's 84 percent of all Americans. All Americans. Yeah, so you're talking 84 percent. So people are feeling that pinch. They're feeling that pressure. And you think about it, like right now. I was telling Candy, it was funny. I said, you know, I just miss it when the kids were little, you know, because mine are 22 and 20 now, you know. Well, sure. You, I, got, I could go in a toy store and come out with bags of toys, and it was just awesome, you know. Now, you know, those bags of toys that I filled, the same amount of money would probably fit in a small box with what they want now because, you know, the cost of electronics, you know, cell phones yeah. and iPads. I know that's and, true in the grocery store. Yeah. You know, you got these... PS4s, PS5s, and all these different things that, you know, the expectations are there. And, and it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money, especially for, for a family that's living paycheck to paycheck, that's trying to make it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, 40% of consumers go in debt. Yeah. The average debt is $1,300 a household. Wow. $1,300. You're, you're talking... You know, to, to somebody that's out there making a great deal of money or has a good a good cash flow, maybe $1,300 doesn't sound like a lot of money. But when you're on a fixed income or you're struggling and you're living paycheck to paycheck, that's a lot of money for a family. You know? Well, it sure is. And these are just some of the... the that only buy one gift in some households. You yeah. <laughs> yeah. PlayStation not my, not my or house. something <laughs> like that. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that is one... Um, one advantage to your kids being grown. I guess the, the bigger question is, is where did we go wrong? You know, how did we get to this place? Because when you look back 2000 years ago, the greatest gift that was ever given to humanity was Jesus Christ. And, and we've taken something that's symbolic as a gift that God has given man. And now we've turned that into consumerism. And we use it as justification to spend. You know, we use it as a reason to go out and buy people presents. And we've totally missed the mark and lost the meaning or the reason for the season, which is Jesus Christ. I guess the tougher question is, have parents discontinued being parents? And they're more like uh, best friends? Well, that, that could be part of it. Uh, could it be also that parents are, we have two, two income families now and there's, there's a guilt factor there maybe where they're trying to buy their kids, buy their love, sure. you know, trying to replace I see that. quality time with quantity presence. 
I, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know the answer to, to it all, Fritz, but I just know that something's broken in our culture. And it's not only just in the secular side of our world, it's also seeped its way into the church. I mean, we've got I to agree. We've got to be careful as Christians to not get caught up in this thing. Now, does that mean we can't celebrate Christmas and buy people gifts? No, that's not no, what I'm saying. But, no. but if that's what it's all about for you, because the word tells us that God is concerned with the heart of a man. So what is, what is the, the motive in your heart? What are you trying to do? What is it you're trying to, to, to get out of this or trying to make happen through this? And if it's about finding your self-worth or your value in the way that people look to you or look up to you for what you can give them, then you're in a really bad spot. I don't know. This kind of came to mind that some men try to tap into that warrior side by what they can buy by their status well yeah you want to feel like a provider right sure i mean it's funny you say that because just the other day i was talking about that with candy and i'm like you know is it is it a situation where we're buying this stuff for our children because they really want it or do we buy it just so that we can say we got it right you know what i mean i bought that yeah i was able to provide that for my kids. Yeah. i was able to give them a good christmas well, I guess the question I would have for our listeners out there, I mean, what is a good Christmas? True, man. We've been getting tons of comments. I so appreciate you guys uh, commenting. Um, Ray says, we are to live in the world and not of the world. And he said, if you don't forgive someone, you are letting them rent space in your head for free. Yeah. <laughs> you got to pay that rent, baby. You know Ray you Ray do. all day putting it out there. Huh? Donnie Seeger. How you doing, buddy? Oh, Donnie, what's going on, my man? Good to see you, buddy. We got Donnie Robert Herman. Jazzy's on. Ray Ray all day and a sneakerhead. Ian Amron all up in here with us. Loving it. Loving it, man. Loving it, man. We're just having a good time, John. Yeah, I'm well. So glad you stopped by and man, we could talk about the holidays a little bit and uh, some of the. Well, I think that we have to make the decision too, Fritz, to take the holidays back. Yeah. Let's take them back. I mean, we can't, it doesn't matter what the world says about these holidays. No. It's about, you know, what does God say about them and what do, what do you say about them? What's in your heart? What are you trying to do? It's like one of the things that's been really kind of, uh, weighing on me in the last few years is, you know, as your children get older, you know, there's a, there's an old thing about family tradition. Well, your children change and they grow. And sometimes we've got to evolve to that too, because what you did with them when they were 10 is not going to work when they're 20, you know, but you still treat them like they're 10. Oh, you kid. My wife's still wrapping presents oh, and saying it from Santa. <laughs> I'm like, honey, they're, they're 20 and 22 years old. They don't believe in Santa. She's like, yeah, but I got to do it. I'm like, okay, but, but it's a tradition, right? Sure. And, you know, and so, you know, we, we got to also understand that, you know, as they change and we change and we all grow that, you know, things change and that's okay. You know I mean? It's okay. There are just certain things you do as a family, you know, that our family traditions that you know, your, your, your parents have passed on or their parents have passed on and those things are all great and, and beautiful, but I think that what I've come to learn as I'm getting older is, is create new traditions, you know, and create yeah. new memories and, you know, starting, starting something from scratch and, 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 you know, not just carrying on traditions of the people that came before me, but starting some for the one that are, ones that are going to come after, you know, 
you know, something that we can create that for when our grandchildren hit, hit this world, you know, that they can have something passed on from, from me and candy, you know, you bet. So it's just, you know, sometimes you're kind of forced into changing your traditions. Yeah. You know, like us, we're, we're a minus one this year. So, uh, <laughs> it kind of forced to change a little bit. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. You got to find new, new things and new ways to, to, uh, to deal with that and to, to broach that yeah, and find the positive that's in it, you know? Absolutely. I mean, you know, our goal as Christians is to always live a life that's, that glorifies the Lord. But at the end of the day, what is our end game goal? And that's to be with the Lord in eternity. Right. And even though, you know, for those that are listening that have lost loved ones that aren't with us right now, they're living their dream. They're with Jesus. Yeah. I mean, there we with, should be jealous. You know, I tell you, sometimes I was driving over here thinking about this and, you know, I was telling you how I lost my buddy Mark this last year and I was thinking, man, I'm shaking my head and pointing my finger up there and going, I know you're just up there bragging about it. <laughs> you know, you're just bragging yeah. about how you got there first. And, yep. and, I, and I know that he's in Jesus' ear because the Dallas Cowboys are winning football games. Oh! You know, and every time I see something happen, I'm like, will you quit begging Jesus to get a win for those boys, you know? <laughs> but... It, it sounds crazy and it sounds kind of silly, but at the end of the day, we have to find solace in the fact of knowing that they were Christ. They're in the Amen. place that we want to be, where, where we dream to be, you know? And, yeah. you know, it's, it's kind of like when, you, when your brother or your sister does something in life and they're successful or something good happens, you should want to be happy for them, you know, and rejoice for them. And for those that have graduated from this life, we need to be happy for them and, and, and you know, and congratulate them and, and be able to celebrate their life and the fact that they're with, with Christ, you know? And, and I think Christmas is a great time to really get ourselves refocused because it's just the beginning. Yeah. When you think about Christmas, when Christ came in the world, it was just the beginning. Wow. You know, and it's a new beginning for them and it's a new beginning for us. And if we fixate on that, that means all things and all hope and all all, you know, all these dreams and all these things that we have, they're all possible. We just, just got to keep pushing on. We got to keep living on. We got to keep on seeking him and drawing close to him because it isn't over. Nope. And it wasn't even over when Easter rolled around and he died on that cross because guess what? Just He's alive. Oh yeah. So even when we think it's the end, we've realized as Christians, it's just the beginning. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying, brother? So, but yeah, it just, it, I just thought a lot when we were talking about this, about the fact that, you know, it's real easy for the, some of us that maybe it is the most wonderful time of the year. You know, maybe, maybe this is a good time and, and, and it's a, it's a joyous time for you and your family. And that's great. But I would just say this too. We need to be mindful that not everybody's in that place. Truth. And as Christ followers, we need to open our hearts and our ears and our eyes to those that may be suffering, you know, that may be going through a difficult time, you know, and open our doors, you know? And I will say that, um, you know, at least with Aubrey's passing, it's, it's given me a chance to share her story, our story. And even Tina, she gets to telling it, and all of a sudden two or three nurses are gathered around listening intently. Well, and so I'm like, there's a purpose there. Not only that, when you think about your story with, with Aubrey, it's like, 
what a gift. Yeah. Because when you look back on it, and I remember you telling me that even when she was young, it was like time was limited and, you you know, this is going to be short and, you know, you'll be lucky to make it this far. And look how many years that God gave you. Yeah. And, you know, and what's really cool is even, you know, with her passing, my son and I are closer than we ever have been. And my daughter in Portland, I mean, I just talk to the kids all the time. Yeah. And I never used to do that. Aubrey was always the kind of the mediator. And now I've got a one-on-one direct relationship. And I'll tell you, I miss her, but I wouldn't change the way it is now with my children for nothing. Yeah. And, and you know, it's, it's, it's not funny, but it was like I look back on my relationship with Mark, you know, his his passing was so sudden because, you know, he had a stroke or a heart attack or whatever it may be. But, you know, him and I had had a falling out for about a year and it wasn't, we weren't fighting and arguing. It was just a dis, we were just disconnected and he was going through some things in his own life and, and we just kind of separated for a while. And I remember God had spoke to me and he said, you really need to get, Mark and you need to get back on track. And uh, the Mana. Mana Mike uh, had season tickets to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and he he had these uh, he had tickets for the for the Dallas Cowboys Tampa Bay game. So I bought some tickets off him. So I called Mark out of the blue. I'm like, "Hey, you want to go see the Dallas uh, Dallas play the the Bucks?" Now we hadn't talked in a little bit, but God had put it on my heart to call him, ask him, you know. And so I called him. He's like, yeah, you know, how much, how much? I'm like, no, it's my treat. I'm, I'm taking you. you. If you, if you're willing to go, I want to take you. He's like, yeah. So, you know, we went, we went to this game, spent the whole time together, you know, and I remember we went to the concessions and he's trying to buy me dinner and, you know, and I'm like, you got the tickets. I'm like, no, dude, this is my gift to you. I, I just wanted to be with you, spend time with you. Like, you know, I love you, you know, whatever. Right. And, uh, we spent that, that game and we talked uh, on the about how we were glad that we reconnected and we got back to talking to each other and it was a week later that he 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 lost his life. And so I have to make a choice at that moment. Am I going to be bitter about the fact that I lost him a week later or do I need to be grateful for the fact that God gave me that night in Tampa Bay to reconnect, wow. you know? A week yeah. later? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that was and, a gift from God. And, 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 no yeah, other way I mean, around it. it was like I had to take a step back and go, you know, hey, God gave me this gift. He gave me this time for us to come back together. And the reason I say that is, is that you know sometimes we get so caught up in the loss, we don't we lose sight of of the gift that was in in that moment and those moments that we had together. And you know, I just put that out there because somebody out there that's listening, you may be going through some loss right now. But I would just challenge you, don't fixate on the loss. Fixate on the gain that you had by having that person in your life. It's okay to remember the good times. Yeah. You know, it's okay to be, it's okay to reflect. It's okay to talk about your loved ones and to remember and to reminisce. It, It doesn't have to be weird or difficult, you know. But the only way you're going to get the strength to do that is you've got to put your faith and trust in Christ. Right. You know, you've got to be able to put him in the center and, and he will handle it for you. He'll yes, handle he it for will. You. He will, you know, and you know that firsthand. I do. And you he's know? a big boy. He can take whatever, you know, channel it up. 
Oh, Take yeah. it up. Ramp it up, boys. That's it. Girls, you got to go out and scream at grass. Do it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's just it's just one of them things where, you know, we need to be mindful of the gifts that are around us 24-7. Amen. And it's so easy to lose sight of that because we're oh, so caught up in everything else. Man, you can get self-absorbed in a blink of an eye. I mean... If you're listening to this and you're so consumed by the buying of the gifts and the food and the doing this and the running here and the errands there, I would just encourage you, stop. Just stop and slow down. My wife always tells me this. She, she grabs me by the face and she says, John, slow down and smell the roses because I'm a point A to point B guy, you know? I mean, yeah. It's like, I'm just trying to get there, you know? My wife's the thought is, is the, the drive there is part of the vacation. My, I'm like, no, it doesn't start till I get there. But life's like that. And, I, and I'm, I'm learning that. I'm learning as I get older that to stop and just to be cognizant of what's going on around me and, and, and be grateful for, the, for what is here. And to remember who and, and where it comes from. It comes from God. Amen. You know? I've heard for a woman, though, that planning is almost... And more enjoyable than the vacation itself is planning for it. I can tell you firsthand, my mother-in-law is 100% that way. She will spend yep. six months talking about a vacation. Everything she's going to do on it, the vacation comes, and it's just, you know, it's not quite what she thought it was going to be. <laughs> but the planning of it was awesome. The you planning, know? oh, yeah. So, you know, so I, I just... I just think we need to be more mindful of what, what's going on around us. You know what I mean? Amen to that, John. You know, it, it, in John 3.16, it said, For God so loved the world that he gave his one only Son, that who shall ever believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And John 3.17 says, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save it through him. What a gift. And I looked up a few other uh, verses for a, a time of, uh, you know, reflection that you guys can reflect on. Psalms. 3418, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Wow. First Peter 5, 7, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Matthew eleven twenty eight, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Philippians 4, 6, do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present it to God. Well, there was two things in there that I think are, are key. Number one, yeah. in the the the, first, the the prior verse that you just you just read, it said, you know, in Him that's where we find our peace. He'll give us rest. rest. Amen. And I think that's so important. You know, there are so many of you that are listening right now. You just need some rest, and you need rest in the Lord. And, you know, in, in the last verse, it was talking about don't be anxious. You know, with prayer and petition, put everything, bring everything to the Lord. Well, that's where I think we fail. We want to shoulder, shoulder the load. We want to put it all on our own backs and we say, I got this. And, and God says, let it go. You know, get, yeah. bring it to me. Bring it to me. You I know? got it. That's why he said to be yoked with Christ, you know, so that he can, he can carry the heavy load. Right. You know, right. he's going to guide us and direct us like a big bull does a younger bull, you know, because he's clumsy and trips and all over his feet. 
but you know he he's going to bear the the weight the heavier weight for us and far too often we neglect to bring it to god we think oh i got this i don't want to bother him i'm good i can handle this and god says no you can't that's why you need me give it to me i can handle this i'm a big boy and it goes back to you talking about screaming at the grass god says bring it on fritz bring it on i got this i can handle this i'm a big boy you know you you're upset i get it you're mad i understand you're hurt i'm with you it's okay and it's how many of us as fathers and mothers would not do that for our own children and yet we refuse to allow our father to do it for us mm. you know i mean if we fixated as christians right on jesus being the reason for every season all that pressure anxiety and stress would just fade away because you know why because it ain't about that anymore it's all about him you know if we came to the if we came to christmas focused and fixated on being grateful for the birth of our Lord and Savior more than we are about consumerism and buying gifts and, and parties and food and all that, you know how much more stress we would relieve on ourselves? A ton. If we would come around the Thanksgiving table and be thankful for Christ and what he's done in our lives rather than being caught up in the dysfunction of our families or the haves, the have-nots, the, the shouldas, the couldas, the wouldas, what's going to happen? We're going to be able to enjoy that time, you know? And, and, you know, if we go into the new year fixated on being grateful for all that God has done for us, we don't need to go out and consume, you know, all kinds of uh, alcoholic beverages to feel good. We already feel good. Yeah. We're already doing good, you know? So all these medicators that we're using to numb it or to make it feel better, the greatest medication for all these things is Christ. Because he's the only one that can cure the illness. Truth. He's you know? the only one that can fill that void. He's, he's the only one that's going to fix it. You know? It just breaks my heart to see that, you know, where we've gone, you know, yeah. as a culture today and, and, you know, the holidays. And I just feel for so many people that are just strung out and stressing right now that are you know, I, I got to see my mother struggle was a single mom. I know there's a lot of single moms. There's probably some listening to this right now. It isn't about what you can give your children materialistically. It's about what you can put inside them spiritually. That's the difference maker. Wow. You know, and us as fathers, we want to be providers. Provide our children with a strong foundation in Christ. Yeah. You know, you know, all these other things. Fritz, I can remember watching my kids open gift after gift after gift. And as soon as they opened it, they threw it in a pile. They grabbed another one, opened it, throw it in a pile. They had more fun opening presents, playing with boxes than they did the presents. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because it, it, at some point in time, it's what's next? What's next? What's next? You know? Yep. And we just got to be very careful, especially as Christians, that we're not caught up in that, in this thing called worldliness. Yeah. Because uh, we find ourselves going, what's next? Yeah. Does God not love me because I don't get this or I'm yeah. not living like this or I don't have didn't this? get my Ford truck. You know, yeah. I mean, come on. You yeah. know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's like, yeah. Oh, man. Tracy Fagan, how are you? 
Good to see you. Man, we got a good crowd on Mixler tonight, man. And they're just chatting away. Ray Ray says, preach it, D-man. <laughs> Ray Ray all day. All day. Robert's been with us and Jazzy yeah. and Donnie Seeger. Yeah. And Ian, my son. I uh, hope this will not be the last time you tune in. It's good to have you, buddy. I love you. And I appreciate you. And uh, Tracy, good to have you, too. Uh, but anyway, man, I'm telling you, this is a subject we could uh, belabor, but we won't. Um, I don't typically promote any any one church or anything like that, but um, the First United Methodist Church downtown has uh, what they call a blue Christmas. And if you've lost a loved one or you're suffering from depression or codependency, anything like that. It's uh, Sunday, December 18th at uh, 6.30 p.m. in the sanctuary down there. I have been, and it's uh, it's very cool. And a big shout-out to Pastor Don Carter and, um, and uh, Celebrate Recovery and, and their Blue Christmas service. And if you have time... Uh, go down there. It's at 6.30 December the 18th. It's on Sunday. And uh, if you'd like to be a guest in the studio, it's drop us a line, godstoriesradio at gmail.com. And um, if you'd like to throw a nickel in the jar, help us keep going. It's www.godstoriesradio.com, and you can give securely there through uh, PayPal. It's uh, tax season yet again. The tax man cometh. So uh, every little bit helps. We appreciate it. Um, John, thanks for coming by tonight. Yeah, I want. I had a great time. Thank you for having me. The, the only last thing I just want to leave everybody with tonight is, uh, before we close, is this: uh, the one gift that you should not deprive anybody of during this holiday season is you. Amen. Make sure you put yourself out there. There are people that are waiting on you. There are people that need you, and there are people that you need. So. You know, sometimes the hardest thing to do is put yourself out there. That's not only a gift for others, but that's also a gift for yourself. And make sure that you make Jesus the reason for the season. Whoo, A to the men. Well, thank you, guys. That about wraps it up for uh, session 306. I'm Fritz and my good brother John here in the studio, and uh, we will uh, see you next week. Mm -hmm.